Um, I'm, I'm thinking about the theme, kids, and the theme is, what is the theme for VBS? What is it? That's right, and, and power up. And, and so I began to try to come up with some kind of imagery in my mind in regards to power. And my mind went back when my wife and I were on a trip and we went, uh, we went to this dam or we crossed this dam and we got out and we looked and there was just tons of water that was just gushing out of this dam and, and it was, you know, making all kinds of power and electricity. And I, I thought about that image of power. But when we look at Second Peter in chapter one and the first part of verse three, that, that's not the kind of power that that verse is about. That the verse talks about the power that God gives us to live a what? A godly life. The power that we have to live a godly, holy life. And in fact, there's another translation. It talks about the divine power of God that he gives us, not only to live that holy and godly life, but the, the divine power that, that allows us to respond to God's calling in our life, that we might glorify him and that we might live in his excellence. And I think about that. I mean, just the honor that we get to glorify God and that God gives us the power in life, the power to live a life of holiness for his glory. And, you know, when you think about that, what does that mean to to live um, in such a way that we glorify God and we reflect his excellence? What that means is that we are reflecting his love and righteousness in our lives to reflect God's love. Listen to this, kids. God's love and righteousness. And you know what? There, there's no better honor than, than, than when we reflect, you know, that teacher or that mentor or that one that is, you know, leading us. There's no better honor to, to, to reflect that person that is pouring themselves, you know, into our lives. I'll never forget um, that summer uh, when my son, Remington, was about 22 years of age. And he had just come home from college. And he was kind of, you know, coming of age. And as a father, it was a very emotional, special time I'll never forget as long as I live. And my son, Remington, uh, at the end of the service, we'd had a service, of course, that Sunday morning. I preached a message. I'm not sure what the message was, but I'll never forget my son ended up at the altar. I didn't want to meddle in what the Lord was doing in his life as he came forward to pray. And I think I was praying over here. And, and then somebody came and got me and said, your son wants to see you. And uh, so I went over to see my son, and he, he gets up, and he had tears running out of his eyes. And then my son embraces me. He hugs me in a way that only a son can. I mean, one of those hugs, you know, that, that he never lets go, and he just hugs me. And he's hanging on, and, and then he backs up, and he looks at me, and he said these words to me. He said, you know, Dad, he said, Dad, when I was a teenager, you were the last person I wanted to be like. And he says, now that I'm a man, you're the only person I want to be like. I I mean, just that reflecting and and, and what an honor it is because, you see, you know, there is power in that as we, we learn to reflect the glory and the power of our Father in heaven. You see, this power that we're talking about in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, the first part of verse 3, it, it, it is not a worldly power. I mean, there's a lot of power in this world. I was thinking about, you know, the imagery, that idea of, of power, and I thought about the space shuttle and the power that it takes to lift the space shuttle, you know, in the air. And I Googled it, and I learned that the space shuttle and the fuel weigh, listen to this, kids, the space shuttle that weighs 4.4 million pounds. Now, the fuel is 20 times heavier than the space shuttle itself. But imagine this, there is that power. And I've seen the space shuttle actually lift off and fly two times in real life. 
And I'm telling you, it's like splitting the atmosphere. I mean, the atmosphere is just rumbling. The ground is roaring. I mean, it's power. But that power pales in comparison to the power of God to come into our life and transform our life and give us everlasting life. The power of the sacrificial love that Jesus shows us when he went to the cross. And our video just kind of, you know, taught us a little bit about who Jesus Christ is. And that, that when he died on the cross, that he gave us something special. And in his sacrificial love, he gave us everlasting life because of the power that comes to us in his sacrifice. I mean, sacrificial love, that's transformative. I mean, that's powerful, the sacrificial love of Christ. I, I will never forget the Brandenburg family. They were a family that we, uh, we pastored in, in Clarksville, Tennessee, and they had a little boy by the name of Cameron. Now, Cameron was a little undersized. He was really small. In fact, he had to take growth hormone shots. And he had some scoliosis and some things wrong with his legs. But that one thing that, that started happening to Cameron, he's only about 12 or 13 years old, is that both of Cameron's kidneys stopped working. And they were shutting down. And so they had to find a donor really quick. And his dad was a match. I'll never forget, my father and I, we made the trip from Clarksville, Tennessee, up to Cincinnati, Ohio. There's a big children's, uh, children's hospital there. And uh, I was there praying with Cameron as he was getting ready to go into surgery. And then I, of course, you know, was with his dad, John, as he was getting ready to give one of his kidneys to his son. And I was honoring him. I was just bragging on, on this dad for making this kind of sacrifice for his son. I mean, we would all do that as parents, wouldn't we? And he's making this sacrifice, and I was just kind of, you know, encouraging him and thanking him and praying for him. And and his attitude was this. He says, when it's right, Pastor, it's the easiest thing in the world to do when it's right. This sacrificial love. This is the kind of love that Jesus shows us when he goes to the cross and he gives his life. So that we might have everlasting life. I think of that old doctrinal hymn, you know, there's power in the blood. And that might, you know, sound a little odd to somebody that's not heard the story of Jesus. Or they're not familiar with the narrative of Jesus Christ and what he did upon the cross to sing about blood. But that old hymn, there's power in the blood, it is moving because we say and we sing in that, that, that hymn, there is power in the blood. Wonderful awesome power in the blood. But then it refers to the one who gives his blood, and that was Jesus Christ, the sacrificial lamb of Jesus Christ that went to the cross, and he shed his blood that we might have everlasting life. And as we just learned a moment ago, right? If we ask Jesus to come and live in our heart, to become a part of our life, Jesus Christ will forgive us of our sin. He will become our Savior. And he'll give us an eternal, everlasting hope. Now, I don't know where you're at in, in your life right now. I, I know this for certain, that these kids, they heard about Jesus this week. This team did an awesome job just telling the story of Jesus. And I don't know what you're going through right now, what you're facing right now. But I want to say this, that Jesus loves you today. Jesus loves you. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants to be your Savior. And Jesus did come. And he did die on the cross. And because of his atoning sacrifice, his sacrificial love, he can transform your life. And he will give you the power to live that godly and holy life. That's what 2 Peter 1.3 teaches us. 
that we could have power to live that godly life. In fact, I want to invite us just to bow our heads. Let's just bow our heads for a moment and close our eyes. And I'm going to pray. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning as you just kind of reflect on, you know, everything that we've been hearing and all the songs and the message and the the video and all this. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Maybe he's tugging on your heartstring. And you're believing maybe for the first time, God... I believe you want to give me the power to live a godly life. Pray that way with me this morning. Would you do that? Precious Father in heaven, I thank you, God, for answered prayer. I thank you, Lord, for these beautiful kids. I thank you, Father, for people that served you all week long, and they gave up their time and their evenings, Lord, to communicate really one primary thing, that you love us, that you came to this world You lived among us, and then you went to the cross, and you died on the cross, Lord, for us, that we might experience relationship with you, our creator. And so, Father, I pray for that one right now that's beginning to believe that, Lord, that you will give us the power to live that godly, holy life. I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to that one this morning. Did you hear that prayer as they're praying this right now? Jesus I accept you. Jesus, I receive you right now. Jesus, I believe that I can receive the power to live this godly and holy life. And so, Father, we thank you for your sacrificial love. We thank you for becoming flesh. We thank you, Father, for everlasting life. And, Lord, we thank you for these these kids, our children. Bless these children, I pray. And may they remember this truth that they've learned this week in Vacation Bible School. Lord, thank you for this answered prayer. We pray all these things in Jesus Christ's glorious name. Amen.